What's up, fam? You know who it is. It's Michael Faber here, the Unleash You podcast, as m- most of the time sitting in with Samar Carbo, the prince. Woo! Hey, everybody. <laughs> Samar Carbo here. I'm just happy to be sitting next to you. Thanks. I'm happy for that, too. Isn't that what I'm supposed to say? I think it, I think that's the, the acceptable answer. That's to what podcast they tell land. you in podcast world. <laughs> I'm supposed to say I'm happy to be here. Uh, awesome moment today before we get into the question. Uh, my, like my brother from another, Michael Hudson, sent me a message today. And it said, hey, you ever hear Jocko Willink? <laughs> and you should listen to this. <laughs> oh, I was like, yeah. yes, that is very good. Jocko's yeah. great. So if you ever want to know who, who it is that we listen to or who it is that we don't listen to, too, um, you feel free to ask Jocko Willink's one of my favorites. So, uh, yes, I do listen to him at times and, um, I thoroughly enjoy him, but to get started in today's podcast, let me say the mm. question for today's Unleash You podcast. It is, do you follow the money or do you follow your passion? There's so many levels of this question to me. This is a big... When I was asked this question today, it was a big question to me because I've been in all states of this. Like both Mm. sides of this, both parts of this, I've been at. So my first instinct, I had to stop and be like, that's me. But how am I actually helping someone if I say an answer that's just me? So it made me go, take a break and listen. Huh. Unleash You podcast is back with a brand new edition. All right, you're welcome. I did it that off the top of my head. That was wonderful. That's off the top of my head. But anyway. I'm glad you didn't ask me to join in. All right. It would not have gone well. I know better. <laughs> I know better. So, do you follow the money or the passion? How would you answer that question? Uh, excuse me. I'm going to share this mm-hmm. while, while you're talking. By all means. Uh, you know, for somebody asking specifically... Uh, me, I, I can't give you an answer um, because the, the intrinsic sort of... So we talk about this occasionally in front of groups that conversation has a reciprocal nature to it, right? So I ask a question because I want to, to tell... I want to either get something out of it or I want to uh, just say what my answer would be, right? So if I, if I say... Uh, this is a real world example. What if the world was Swiss cheese? Um, I just want to tell you what I think. I, I'm just waiting until you're done talking to say, uh, probably you'll say, I don't know, uh, probably eat it. And then I'd say, oh, well, here's what I would do. I'd be super excited about that. But, uh, but so that, that is where I'm coming at or, uh, coming at this question from. So I wouldn't really give an answer. I would give a person some options. Uh, what is your end goal? Uh, I'm, I'm a big logical end kind of person. Uh, you start with chasing the money, right? You chase the dollar signs. And what do you do? What, where does that end? Are you doing this to, you know, in, in the end of it, are you doing this to just be rich? Or are you doing whatever it is you're doing for actual meaning? Is there a bigger why behind it? Mm. Uh, because to me, um, 
in, in a lot of cases for any industry, money is a one part. Now, a lot of we live in a capitalist society here in the U.S. Uh, for the most part, so um, <laughs> so we have money as part of every industry, pretty much. If money isn't involved, the industry won't accept you. Uh, so then, you have to include that in the larger vision of whatever it is you choose to do. Um, let's say you enter into something that's more of a uh, oh nonprofit type of deal, right? Mm -hmm. You talk about donations, mm -hmm. right? We, we know that intimately. Yep. We talk about donations. We talk about how how do we get that into the the system, and then we stop. Well, not stop, but then we it's not the forefront. Once the donations happen, it's about doing the work. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're in, let's say, uh, sports, let's say you play for the Buccaneers, mm -hmm. you go out there and you're playing either for the love of the game or because they're paying you a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Guarantee, if you are playing out there to get a lot of money, you're going to work very hard to not get hurt. You're going to work very hard to not play insanely hard. And, and you're not going to do it for the love of the game because, uh, to me, somebody who does it for the love of the game is doing it specifically as hard as they can, as well as they can, uh, so that they can achieve the goal of playing the game well. Mm -hmm. If they can't do that, they're going to be what, just taking up space, right. essentially, on the team. And they're going to feel a little bit less than mm -hmm. uh, because they didn't give their best. So when it comes right down to it, you, you look between money and purpose or passion, I, I think that's a non-starter. You, you, can, you can come to, the, to, the, to a conclusion all on your own um, on which one's more worth your time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think if you, if you really dig deep, you, you're digging a shallow hole if you're looking for money. But some people get into it for that, and I wouldn't knock them in the slightest. I just think, and, and going back to it, because I don't think I came to a real conclusion there. I, uh, I just I think like, the, uh, with the um, sports example, you're always going to feel like you didn't do your best because you were chasing the dollar and not a purpose that's bigger than that. So, see, this is a little tougher for me, mm -hmm. right? Because I've been on different ends of the spectrum. So, the... The non-advice person, I would try to find out what moves you. Because there are people that money moves. Right. There are people that are all about the money. We see it in sports. We see it in political life. We see it in every aspect you could think of. Education, teachers leave for better or higher paying jobs. Right? I mean, we see it everywhere. There are people that value the dollar sign more. Now, I don't think it's necessarily because people will say it's because of money, but I don't. I think that's an easy answer. I did it for the money. Hmm. I think it's for what the money makes them feel. You feel hmm. more significant. You feel more powerful. You feel more skilled. Whatever it is, it's that feeling that more money brings. Right? Okay. So when someone says, do you do it for the money or do you do it for the passion? If I'm not asking for mentor advice type, I say, what moves you? 
and not momentary movement because when you buy a new car, that's a great feeling, right? Mm -hmm. uh, two, three weeks, that new car feeling's over and now it's, I just have this car feeling. Right. Now it's just yours. Right, and it wears off. So what do you just keep buying new cars? Do you keep buying new things? And then making that money, is it paying off? Because with that money, you're just spending it on things to make you feel what you hope you were feeling with the job when you're not. So to me, I would ask a question first. What are you looking for? What are you seeking? And this is one of the things I run into. So first, I'm going to ask that question to get a better idea of what you're thinking, of what you're feeling, of, of what you're really looking for in life. And then I'm going to play this weird game, right? I'm going to do this, try to figure out what you're really about because money's an easy one and you're not really about it. So you're about something that the money resembles to you or gives you the ability to do. And I'm going to say something like, does the money make you better? Or does the feeling something does with the money make you better? Because if it's the feeling, well, then I say, what, what does following your passion look like? What does that feel like to you? And then it's the, well, you know, at first when I'm not very high up, because I know some guys, and, and listen, I'm going to speak to some of my life here. I know some guys that are in the podcast world that are amazing podcasters. I know some guys that are in the sports talk world that are amazing sports talk guys. They are. They're better than what you hear on, on the major networks. I know some business owners that are amazing at business. Literally made diamonds out of nothing. Right? Like they created diamonds from dirt. And when you can create a diamond from dirt, you're good at something. Like you understand something, I want to understand what you understand. So from my own experience, I see guys that just did their thing and did it really well. And they did their thing and found a way to make it from doing their thing. There's always a piece of me that will respect that. That no longer respects it, appreciates it for what it is, cherishes it. Because you didn't go the, the safe route. Because they're going to say the mm -hmm. safe route is mm -hmm. where the constant check is, where the constant, where you know you can make it, you know you can pay your, your bills, you know you can pay your expense, you know you might have a little more left over so you can say, look at my life kind of thing. Right. But are you going to have that other thing that we seek? Because listen, there's guys that are buku millionaires that made a lot of money that are addicted to drugs or alcohol, yeah. that take their own life, that are depressed or have anxiety. There are guys that have buku money and women. They have buku money that have these issues. So I say, well, if money doesn't cure that, why would I seek that? So then I go, all right, what seeks that? I see a bunch of people that, like Mother Teresa was damn near near broke. Yeah. Right? I see a bunch of people that follow their passion and skate by but are happy people. They're fulfilled people. Because I think there's a big difference, and uh, you've heard me talk about this all the time, between happy and fulfilled. There's a big difference. And, and guys like Jim Rowan has talked about this. Tony Robbins have talked about this. Les Brown has talked about this. Uh, Eric Thomas has talked about it. There's a big difference. If you're seeking to be happy, understand you're not going to be it all the time. Yeah. Right? Like, because we're right. all going to experience every emotion. Mm -hmm. Sadness, happiness, right? Like, yeah. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We can go on naming every possible feeling. Right. Uh, as long as we want, if that's the kind of competition we want to have. Uh, but I'm really not interested. In, you don't seem interested in that either, so that's good. Awesome. So 
It's if you're seeking happiness. Well, when you buy a new car for two weeks, you're extremely happy over mm-hmm. that new car. You get a new house, you're extremely happy for a month or two because you got a new house, right? You got, you got new furniture, you put that thing on Facebook, you're like, yeah, look at me, Bing, Facebook yeah. official, right? I know a lot Selfie. of people. I know a lot of people that are about Facebook, yeah. right? They're about social media. How do I appear? How do I look? What do people think? Ugh, right? Yeah. And I, I'm lucky. I, I always I say this to guys that I coach, uh, business wise, personal life wise, and also basketball wise. I, I I always say this. I was lucky. I was born before social media really became huge. Right? Like I was born before. Like, MySpace was a big thing. And, like, most people don't even know what MySpace is now. But it was the Facebook before Facebook. And I still say MySpace was cooler. I don't know what happened that made it shift. Yeah. But MySpace was cool. Because I could put put theme songs. Yeah. Which was one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Your top five friends. You could put, like, there was, like, backgrounds for your profiles. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. (laughs) I forgot about that. Like, that was way ahead of its time. MySpace was way ahead of its time. Anyway. So, like, there's people I know that are very, it's very important to them to look a certain way on social media. There's, it's very important for them to look, see, for people to think of them in a certain way through social media. Now, I'm lucky enough that I'm old enough where that's not my thing. Like, people will be confused looking at my page. They're like, is he happy or mad? Like, glad? Like, I don't yeah. know. Is he above level, not above level? I don't understand. Right. Does this guy need help? Does he not need help? I don't get this guy's page. And that's because I don't put that much stock into it. But there's people where their image is everything and money helps image. It does. But here's the problem. Image isn't reality. Because then it would be called reality. Right? right. So image isn't reality. And I can promise you that I could prove this because there are guys that image look one way and then their life goes a complete different way. And if their image was reality, their life wouldn't have went that way. 100%. Right? And there's guys I idolize. Robin Williams is a guy I idolize. Right? He was one of my dudes. Right? Like, Chris Farley was one of my guys. Right? Like, those guys are guys I idolize. And their image, their life wasn't what was reality. Right? And because of that, people that weren't, I guess, close enough, and even some that were, I guess... Yeah. Right, and this is just guesses because I don't know. I wasn't there, but speaking for someone that doesn't know, because I didn't know them personally, I wish I did. Mm-hmm. But reality and the image weren't were not the same, because what I perceived as their image did not lead me to the end in which was. Right, so it's what those those people f- make me very nervous for them, and I I want them to find deeper meaning in things because. That image game ends badly. It ends it with depression. It ends with you know taking harming yourself. It ends with destructive behavior. It ends with jail. It ends with these things that are not really them. It's not their reality. I know guys that act like gangsters when I was younger because I thought I was a hardcore guy, right? And I know guys that thought they were tough guys that ended up doing either being harmed or harming someone just trying to prove an image and then messing up their life. And then having to rebound from that. And unfortunately, most of them haven't. So it's the image scares me. And I always think money is a lot of image. Because you want to buy the car, you want to buy the house, you want to buy the clothes. All that stuff is image. Right? Like, right. there's days you see me on here, I'm in a suit with a right. nice, with my custom vest, my pocket watch, living my dream. It's a good look. That, but that's me. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, and then there's days you see me in a hoodie 
and a t-shirt, my favorite t-shirt, by the way, my Nike one, Humble Beginnings, right? Oh, it's not. It's underneath it's this. It's under there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it was cold out and we were outside. <laughs> but anyway, you, there's days you see me in both those things and I'm me in both those things, right? Like yeah. I don't need to be in my suit to be me and I don't need to be in this to be me. I am me regardless. I know some people don't like that. I'm okay with that. I know some people do. I'm okay with that. I know some people don't give a damn. I'm okay with that. But that's because I'm, that's me. It's like that, that real thing, right? Like people always talk about being real, but are you being real? Like it's not, I'm not interested in what you say. So when you say I'm about money, I say, all right, you're not really about money. You're about what the money brings, that feeling. And what is that feeling? And if I know that feeling, I'll be able to better ask you questions and, and give you the space needed to find your own answers. But so if you say that to me, if your answer is the money, I'm worried about you. Because your mindset is somewhere that is very fragile, could be easily broken, right? It's like mm, the glass yeah. menagerie, right? Mm -hmm. I like how I butchered that one. I always do, but I try to say Not it close enough. Man, I try to say it close enough where it's like, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah. But I never get it right, and I don't care. There we go. That's me. Be you. Right, yeah, like that's me. I, I'm not going to say things right. I'm horrible at spelling, if you ever wondered. Like, don't ever ask me for a word to spell. I'm horrendous at it. Anyway, so all these things make sense to me. All these things mm -hmm. are things that would come in my mind. And I would ask a lot of questions. Now, if you're asking me for my input, I would say follow your passion. Because yeah. fulfillment trumps happiness every day, including Sunday. Every single day. Right? Just like the phone ringing in the office. <laughs> at this time on a Friday. A weird of, time for the calling phone at 7.06 ring. on a Friday in the office? Anyway. Ugh. My take is fulfillment crushes happiness every day. And this is why I say this. Is because I've had bad days and I've had good days. I've had days mm -hmm. where I'm extremely happy. I've had days where I'm extremely sad. I have went through the roller coaster of life. I get it. Just like most of us have, if not every single one of us that have listened to this. I'm not saying I'm better or worse. Just saying I'm just like everybody else. But I know when I got to the point in my life where I was fulfilled where I knew what I was doing and why I was doing it and that the battle I was going to face regardless, the bad days weren't as bad. And the good days were even better. Because even if things went south, I knew why I was doing it. I knew the vessel I was on. I knew the mission I was on. I knew my purpose. After I knew my purpose, boy, there weren't, yeah. the bad days weren't nearly as bad. After I knew my purpose, like, everything kind of started making sense in a way. And even when things didn't go the way I wanted, which would cause bad days, it was all right because I knew the grander scheme of it. I knew the bigger cause. I knew the bigger mission. So I knew there was going to be hard days. So when they come, I'm just like, all right, cool. I'm going to grow. I'm going to learn. I'm going to go through it. And when they were good days, I was like, hell yeah. Like, I'm closer to this purpose. That's much bigger than saying yeah. I'm closer to this check so I could buy this outfit. I used to wear velour suits, so I get it. Right? Like it's bigger than those moments. And and from speaking from being able to feel both, it's a game changer. It's a, because the things that used to drive you crazy, the things that used to piss you off to no end and irritate you and crush your day. They don't do it anymore because you know there's going to be days that you don't get it. But that's okay because there's this bigger thing to it 
and you know you got to go through it to get to it. Mm. So that would be my answer. So my answer is twofold. If you're asking me mm -hmm. the coach Mike Faber part, um, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions, starting mm -hmm. with why is the money important to you? Yeah. Because what image are you trying to portray or what are you trying to get out of the money, etc.? And if you're asking me personally, Mike, like I'm asking the mentor, Michael Faber, then I'm going to say, I'm, for most of my 20s, I followed the money and it was nothing compared to following my heart, my passion, my purpose. So I will always from now on try to follow my path. As long as I'm thinking right, I'll try to follow my passion, my purpose, my calling over any check any day. Yeah. Boom! I, uh, <laughs> I like that. You're welcome. And, I mean, if it comes to advice, I would do the same thing. It's, uh, it's just like being unfulfilled when you're actually looking for the money. Uh, you're going to feel fulfilled if you're seeking your passion, your purpose, whatever it is you believe you've been put on this world to do. Because at any point we can just not exist anymore. Any one of us. That's right. And we get reminders of that every day. The news is always on somewhere. But, uh, but would you rather be pointed in the direction of something that you believe you were put on this earth to do or a few extra dollar signs, a few extra zeros in your bank account? Now, some people can honestly say the, the latter because a few extra zeros I can provide for my family, all of these things. But to me... I would rather be, the, Michael's making faces at me, I would rather be uh, in pursuit of something that I believe will change the world. Mm. Or at least change your world. Definitely change my world. Right? Because yeah. it, I was talking to someone earlier about, this is a different point than the, the podcast, but I was talking to someone about this earlier, it's clearly I don't care about topic. <laughs> and I said... When I was moved enough to change my world was when I had the chance to change the world. Mm. That's fire right there. All right, you're welcome. To, yeah, uh, you should write that one down for the sure. The fire of the day. Uh, it's because I had to be pushed to the point where I was willing to change my world. That was the only chance I had to change the world. If I'm not moved to that point, I can never do the other one. Mm. And it, so it, that, was, that was my answer to them about changing the world. I said, first I had to be... It had to be willing to change my world. If it, if it moved me to the point where I was willing to change mine, then I knew I had the chance to change the world. And for most of my time now, I wasn't willing to change my world. But the last couple of years, it's the, I hate saying that now because the years are growing. Yeah. But the last couple of years, I've been more willing to change my world because of things I'm passionate about. Because I, what I feel my purpose is being here. And that gave me the opportunity to try to change the world because without it, I had no chance. Yeah, and that brings up a Boom. really good point too because uh, if you're going to chase or follow your passion, follow it. There is no, no secondary uh, course. There is no other thing. I'm going to follow my passion, but also this thing makes money. And, well, all right, but, but follow your passion. It's, I'm going to follow my passion, but that has to take a back seat for a lot longer because this other thing and this thing, and we always have our checklists of things that make us safer. As one of the first podcasts I did with you back when you were going by the coach, my paper all the time, uh, 
he, he's making faces for people <laughs> in podcast land. Uh, it was one of the first ones I did where we, we said cut the strings. Mm, all right, burn the boats. These things that, that make you just super safe and insulated are not helping you. If you're going to follow your passion, do it all the way. You owe more than yourself. You owe the world that. Because what is the world missing if you're not following your passion? Mm -hmm. Your passion. Mm -hmm. And even if somebody else has something similar, they wouldn't pursue it in the same way that you would. So follow your passion. There's no argument that makes sense to not follow your passion all the way if you've decided to do that. If you've decided to just make somebody else's dreams come true, that's, that's not going to last forever. But, but <laughs> do it. It's far better than playing small in the arena of your greatest dream. You know, I think about that Batman, one of the recent mm -hmm. ones. You'll probably know the name uh, because this is what you do. <laughs> this is what I do. But there's a Batman, one of the recent ones. And it says the, the idea of the guys, they, you know, they, they can try to escape from this prison they're put in somewhere, mm. I believe, in Asia. The Dark Knight Rises. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. I figured you would know that because you're a <laughs> Batman freak. But, and the, you know, they tie this rope around them and mm. they run up there and they run and they jump and they don't make it. And the guy tells Batman, but mm -hmm. Clark can't, no, Clark. Bruce and Wayne. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> See how much I know about that. <laughs> so this guy tells Bruce Wayne you won't make it with that strength, with that rope tied around you because you know you're safe. You'll make it. You'll survive no matter what. So you don't have that extra it. Mm -hmm. That life or death moment where you know you have to do it. Right? So the next time he goes, he takes this, the rope it's off. Right off. And they're like, right? Like everybody's oh, no. shocked. <laughs> like they start chanting things. And it's because they're like, Wow. Like, this is it. Yeah. Like, if he this is his last it, try, whether he makes it or not. <laughs> over. Right. So when you have these things that you're like, you know, and, and you know, people say burn the boats, whatever, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, reuse, cut the strings. Yeah. Because it's those strings that makes you feel safe. That you know if no matter if you fail, you got you're gonna get caught. And we I I believe that the more you feel safe because of it, the less you'll have that it. Mm-hmm. That makes you succeed. And that's why like people talk to me, and, and, and we've had multiple conversations about this uh, regarding many different things, is that most of the time people will not make it in their goal, desire, dream, or whatever, is because they're at some point they're willing to take the out. Mm -hmm. Whatever the out is. And for everybody, their out's different. But there's an out, and you take it. And you justify it as in, uh, I need to do this or, you know, it was just a better idea for this or it was the smarter idea because we can justify it in a million ways. But all the justification is this is an excuse why yep. I went this way rather than continue down this road I was going. Right. It was so, easier. It was right. uh, it, no, but less it, I mean, big. Most people don't say easier just because they don't want to look bad. So they'll sure. be like, it was the smarter choice. Well, it makes right. me feel smarter. All right. So at least I'll look smart to the people I'll tell this to. Mm -hmm. Or it was the, the adult choice or the more mature right. choice was to do this because that's what people mature will say. And then so then you at least you feel like people that are mature will be like, you're right. You did the mature <laughs> thing. Right. And I don't want to seem immature. I have to agree with him. Right. It's like the emperor's new clothes. Yeah, that. Anyway. <laughs> but it's to me, so it's when people say these things to me, I say, oh, you took the out. Which there's nothing wrong with taking an out. 
other than the fact that you were willing to give up your dream for the moment, at least. Mm. That's the only problem with taking the out, is that you're willing to give up your dream. Because taking the out is giving up your dream, is giving up what you were looking for. Now you still might say, no, well, I'm doing this, but I'm still doing this, but I'm doing this, but I'm still doing this. Mm -hmm. And it's, oh, that's fine. But you're not all in now. Right. You're a piece in. So whatever time it was going to take you to do that, start multiplying it. And we've all seen, yep. we've all seen people, we've all seen guys, I've had guys with me, I dearly love, I appreciate, I care about, that said, Mike, I'm just going to do this thing, but I'm still all in, and they weren't. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Like, they made a choice. And you, I can't be mad at them for making that choice. That's the choice they made for them. But when they tell me, I already know. Like, I know how yeah. this plays out. I know how this goes. And that's, uh, again, I can't be mad at them, and I'm not. But they normally end up getting mad at me because I know how it goes. Like, I know how this plays out. And I know how this plays out for you if you're willing to give up at least even a piece of your dream, your goal, your passion, your purpose. I know you won't get there, or at least it will take you longer to. Right. And it's, it's sad because I sit here and I go, man, I know so many people capable of so much more. Now listen, yeah. I'm capable of more. I'm not saying I'm not. But I know so many, I know so many people that are capable of such greatness out there. Like that could just, that could straight move mountains with their hands, but they're, they're too scared to do it. Mm -hmm. And then I go, damn, like that right. sucks, bro. Because at the end of the day, I was I was doing this chapter today in the book is reviewing the notes or whatever, mm -hmm. reviewing the corrections and making different corrections, whatever. It's tedious and painful all at the same time. It is. That part's mm. painful to me. This is like the worst part of doing a book. It is definitely the worst part. All right. So it's like, ugh. But anyway, I was talking about this today in the book where it was the idea of when you sacrifice your goal, that becomes a sacrifice. Like that's, mm -hmm. you don't look at it that way, but that's the sacrifice is what you're going for. So, yeah. Like when you sacrifice the time to commit to it, the, the fire in which you were going after it, the mindset in which you created it, mm -hmm. when you sacrifice those things, you're sacrificing your goal, your dream, your passion, your purpose. You're sacrificing that. You're willingly giving it. Yeah. And, and I think about the things that I'm purely passionate about. I, I'm passionate about my daughter. I'm mm -hmm. passionate about my family. Yeah. I'm passionate about the foundation named in honor of my brother. Right? And I think, what are the things that would make me have to sacrifice those? And I can't think of one. So then I go, all right, if I'm passionate about something, I have to put it in that same boat, right? that same basket, and say, there's nothing I can think of that would make me a willing participant. Close. I tried. <laughs> you were right there. I was. Everybody's going to know what you mean, end. though. At least I admit it. Yeah. But I was willing. I have to be willing to sacrifice. I have to be willing to give that. I'm not willing to give up on my daughter, my family, my brother's foundation, the people I care about, my crew, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not willing to give up on them. So I can't give up on the things that I'm passionate about and my purpose here that I feel like is my purpose here, at least. Because that would be like giving up on them. And I can't find something worth doing that. Yeah. So that's kind of where. Uh, that's why if you I ask think me that's personally. Beautiful. I can't wait to read that chapter. All right. If you ask me personally, I'll always lean towards passion. Because I know how much that means. And I know if I'm passionate about it, 
right? Like I could make I could make something out of it. Mm-hmm. Like listen, I was passionate about sports and sports talk for years and years and years. I'm still passionate about sports. Uh, you can ask anyone that knows me. Mm. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's UNC loss. It was like the it was a rough day for everybody. Yeah, it was a rough day. <laughs> but anyway, it's and I was like, all right, no one wanted to hear me talk sports yet. And probably because I wasn't ready to talk sports yet, even though I thought I was. So it was, all right, how can I get anything from being involved in this? And it was stats and info, right? Like fantasy sports. So that's what I did. And they were like, oh, the fantasy sports guy. And I was like, I'm much more than that, but okay. Sure, (laughs) I'll take it, whatever. Yeah, sweet, whatever you call me. But it was because I was passionate about it. I didn't give a damn what the name they gave me. Mm-hmm. It kept me moving towards the direction I wanted to. So even though they said it was like the, the worst spot to have, I loved it. Right? Because I was really? passionate about what I was doing. Like, so it was cool knowing like this guy had more triples than all these, all these dudes combined for their career. Because I was passionate about that. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Some other dude would be like, this is dumb. I'm out. It's great. They were seeking money and not they weren't passionate about what they were doing. So me, it's I know if I stick to what I'm passionate about long enough, I'll make it. But all along the way, I'll be fulfilled. I'll be joyful because I'm doing something I really care about rather than something I don't give a damn about. But at least I have a check. There's no point in being miserable at a job. I I used to work uh, mental health in the prisons and I used to have to listen to um, Three Little Birds by Bob mm. Marley, and don't worry, be happy every day before I went to work because I had to get that mindset in order to try to make it through the day. It wasn't worth it. Sure, you yeah. could be like, well, yeah, well, it was a constant chip. You'd be like, yeah, well, I'm, it's not worth me dying for. Like, It's not right. worth me being miserable for. Literally, those times, my relationship suffered. I suffered. I was sick more than normal. Right. right? Like All these things were happening, and I wasn't putting it together is because I was miserable there. And that was, and it, the cup filled and mm-hmm. runneth over. Runneth over. And then, so then it started trickling into other parts of my life. And then when I saw that, I was like, all right, I got to get out of here. Let mm-hmm. me get some things in place so I can keep it moving. Right. And that's what I did. But, and that was another, where it was like the final straw lesson where passion trumped money. For me. That doesn't mean it trumps it for anybody else. But it was for me. And I think um, no matter what, we wouldn't do what we do if it wouldn't the the many things we do if we weren't passionate about people's passions. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can we, we can we could talk about this all day. Literally, we could spend the rest of the night on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but it, I think what it comes down to is just the fact that we believe in people and their ability to turn something they believe strongly in into an actual career they can live off of now it's not easy nobody thinks it's easy well some people might but they might, they're wrong <laughs> is what i say uh it's just what are you willing to sacrifice for what are you willing to make the journey as important as the destination for and do that yeah i uh i 100 agree with you what you're saying which is weird because normally i don't <laughs> but also it's if you want your life to be about something bigger, then you have to make your life about something bigger. Yeah. It doesn't happen automatically. Right. You have to do it. And it, it's a gift and a curse. You have the power to. Like, you are the master of you. 
And unfortunately, it's all up to you. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, it's a gift and a curse. It's like, it's, it's, you can do it, but it's all up to you doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's a beautiful place to stop. Beautiful. Don't leave you fam. Michael Faber, Samar Carbo. That's us. I didn't say your name wrong. I love that you didn't. Pisses me off. But you know the deal. Where can I find you? If I was looking. Ooh, if you were looking. Like if I didn't know Right next to you. (laughs) Add some more things on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Snapchat. Probably a few other places, but there. That's awesome. And where can we find you, Michael Faber? Right there, Michael Faber. Right there. Nope, the Coach Mike Faber on some... (laughs) Some uh, platforms, pretty much all of them. Coach Mike Favor, you can probably find me. I think it's like the Coach Mike F on Twitter, but everywhere else is Coach Mike Favor. But as always, guys, thank you so much. Uh, until next time, peace, love, and happiness. The Unleash You fam. Peace. Peace.